0: Good evening. Welcome to the Snake River Lib podcast. It's the 8th of February. Today, oh, thank you so much for listening. Today, the Supreme Court heard oral arguments in the case regarding Colorado taking President Trump off of the ballot uh, for the primary, uh, presumably for the general election, as well. This case is very pertinent because, for actually a couple of reasons which are obvious, other states are considering doing the same thing. They're based in their there a theory on the Fourteenth Amendment, um, Section Three, I believe it is, states that that if you're guilty of insurrection, that you cannot be uh, serve as an officer of the United States government. Now, the problem with that is is that the Fourteenth Amendment, uh, the section actually lists uh, examples, and president is not one of them. In fact. In the reading of the Constitution, um, the president is distinct from what are considered officers. Officers would be the president and vice president both, actually. And speaking as a former federal employee, I can tell you that uh, according to the, the Code of Conduct handbook, that by definition, the president and the vice president are not considered employees of the federal government. Everyone else is. But the president and vice president are not. So there's that distinction, which uh, surprisingly enough, even uh, Ketanji Brown, the uh, Biden-appointed uh, justice, was very skeptical. We can hope that this ruling comes quickly and that it's a nine-zero ruling. Um, some legal people that I was listening to thought it would probably be eight-to-one. Sotomayor is probably going to go down with the ship, as far as. Uh, trying to not give that majority now a unanimous decision of course would put the court above well if you know the it should be above reproach politically if all three liberal judges which are as consistent as the sun rising in the morning and yes it does rise even on a cloudy day They consistently vote um, their party's position, but if they vote to put Trump back on the ballot, I don't think that you're going to get a lot of grief. You're going to have some, the squad and some others are going to complain about the court, blah, blah, blah. But it's going to be really hard for them to complain. It's really going to be hard for them to question the authority of the court if it's a unanimous decision. I would even say if it's an eight to one, eight to one decision. I... That's where I'm sitting on that. There's another reason that is an issue. Let's say, for example, that that Colorado was to prevail. I don't see a snowball's chance in that happening, but let's say they do. Now you can say, well, Colorado was never going to go for Trump anyway. Well, let me tell you, uh, my friends, um, you know, the Electoral College, to get rid of the Electoral College requires constitutional amendment, which means... Either two thirds of both houses of Congress uh, vote to send it out to the states, and then 38 states support eliminating the Electoral College. Now, there is a movement called the National Popular Vote Movement. And what it's doing is it's passing amendments to states' constitutions. And remember, this is very important. According to Article 2 of the Constitution, state legislatures determine how electors are selected. And so if the states change their constitution to reflect this national popular vote uh, idea, then it doesn't matter how their state votes. Let's take, for example, um, I'm trying to think of a, a red state that might support something like this. Let's say Utah inconsequential, relatively speaking, I think five or six electoral votes. So Utah goes and passes a national popular vote. What it means is that the electoral votes for that state must go to the candidate that wins the national popular vote. so it takes away essentially the electoral college because the states but with, but without taking away the electoral college it forces a state that has passed this to send its electoral votes to whoever wins the national vote total not a national election it's not a national election you must understand that a presidential election is individual states determining how their electoral votes are going to be cast that's why republicans don't uh spend a lot of time in california uh, new york illinois places like that simply because they don't have a chance to win those and those are winner take all states Whereas the same you could say for Democrats, but in much smaller states, Oklahoma, Wyoming, Utah to a lesser extent, uh, states like that, which are going to be very solidly Republican, you know, the, the national candidate doesn't spend a lot of time in states that are not going to vote for them. But, and I will say this, this is a potential advantage to the national popular vote, Movement, which I'm dead set against. But here's the deal. It will force um, President Trump, in the example that we're facing right now, to go to California and campaign to try to get Republicans there to come out and vote as much as possible, to try to make up because while yes, there's no chance of President Trump winning California, the votes matter. And Republicans are going to have to become much more aggressive at getting out the vote because what typically happens is you've got several blue states that are blowout states for Democrats. And you've got a lot of uh, Republican states, small states, that perhaps are not blowouts for the Republican. Texas is not a blowout for Republicans. Ohio is not a blowout for Republicans. Even Florida, which has gone increasingly red, is not a blowout for Republicans. Even if it's a winner-take-all state. And so, you know, Democrats win California 60-30 or something like that. And Republicans only win Florida 55-45 to 45 or 55-40 or something like that. That's a huge loss in the national popular vote column. Now, several I think 11 states now have passed it. I'll, I haven't checked uh, recently on that. All of them blue states. And they said that once the number of states or once the number of electoral votes of the states that change their constitution this way hits 270, meaning they have enough electoral votes to win the presidency, this this clause goes into effect in their constitution, meaning that the votes in the state, will go to whoever wins the overall total. The electoral votes will. That's why something what has been proposed in Colorado and Maine and Michigan and many other states is so critical. Because if President Trump's not even on the ballot in a state like that, or say New York, you know Trump's not gonna win New York, not in a million years. But if he's not in a ballot in New York, that's millions of voters, millions of votes in the national total that will never happen. So all eyes are on the Supreme Court on this. Most uh, legal observers think that it was a really, really bad day for Joe Biden, but it's not the worst day for Joe Biden. Because the special counsel that was looking into Joe Biden's records, classified documents handling, Came out. And let me drop this bombshell to you. I think that if Kamala Harris does not immediately call for uh, 25th Amendment hearings or take action based on the 25th Amendment, that that's an impeachable offense for the vice president. Why do I say that? The special counsel report on Biden's handling of classified documents said that it was willful mishandling. It's the same language used with President Donald Trump. Same language, by the way, used by uh, Comey with Hillary Clinton. So, but there's no indictments, and there won't be any indictments. There's two reasons why. One, which the special counsel office tried to downplay, but I think is really the more important of the two. Well, you can judge that in a minute, is that the department of justice has a policy that they do not indict a sitting president now i would think that if you come up with something like that is a really really significant criminal charges i think that they would probably make an exception for that but what you have here the special counsel is not going to indict just like just like uh really didn't have anything to indict Trump on on Russian collusion delusion. But yet, um, Smith, the special counsel overseeing Trump's document things, has indicted him, and there's trial for it. What's the difference? Well, here's one difference. The records found with Joe Biden go back to when he was a senator, which he was never, never, Authorized to have And also to the time when he was vice president Which also He was never Authorized to have Also they were found In his garage They were found in the Penn Biden Center uh, At the, the Penn Biden Center At the University of Pennsylvania Which is Pretty much owned by the Chinese The Communist Party And in his garage President Trump had lived in, essentially, as a gated facility, meaning that whoever came in and out was monitored and controlled. I mean, just as a private facility, but there's more than that. 24-7 secret service protection. Of which Vice President and then private citizen Biden never had. Now, the second part, we're not charging them. We don't want to have an impact on the election. Can't charge a sitting president. But there's another reason that they won't charge him. In their interviews with President Biden, the special counsel determined That even if he were to bring charges, that there's no way that he could convince a jury that President Biden was competent to stand trial. By the way, as I'm recording, not a sponsor, but I'm drinking my Highlander Grog Creole Brew um, brewed chocolate. Not as good as the uber dark, but actually it's pretty good. It could not convince a jury. The President Biden is anything but a senile old man that forgets things. We've seen on we've seen him out recently, talking about sitting down with Francois Mitterrand at a G seven meeting. I'll have to check, but I don't even think the G7 was around when Mitterrand was uh, um, in charge of France. But I can tell you that Mitterrand died in in ninety six, which was decades. Well, was what thirteen years before Vice President Biden even existed, and certainly. Oh, nearly 20 years. Well, actually over 20 years from President Biden. Helmut Kohl, Chancellor of Germany. Another dead guy that President Biden's been hanging around with. Now, President Biden took a victory lap on this special counsel report saying he's not going to be charged. They're trying to spin that as best as they can, but this is a disaster. And like I said, Kamala Harris, she can resurrect her her career by proposing, uh, uh, invoking uh, the 25th Amendment that President Biden is not competent. I mean, the Democrats could turn on him on a dime. The reason they won't is because it's Kamala Harris. Who, if it's even possible, has a lower popularity rating than President Biden. Now, there are many people... who, of course, are just going to poo-poo this report. See, nothing to see here. They are freaking out over the Democratic Party simply because you have an official report that states, and that Biden's, Biden's people tried to get the, the the special counsel to leave this out. Because they know what it means. States that they could not get a jury to feel like President Biden was competent to stand trial. Actually, that's not technically it. They, they could not get a jury to convict because he is a... Why would they not get him to kick? Because he's a senile old man that can't remember anything. Couldn't remember when he became vice president. Couldn't remember when he became president. These are things that have come out in the special counsel's report. Kamala Harris won't save her neck, but she should. I mean, she could roll over on everything, you know, because no doubt the Justice Department actually has the goods. I just found out that everything the Republicans have been saying about Joe Biden and his peddling influence was 100% accurate. If she was to come out and say that and have the Department of Justice bring out the goods on the president, the media would turn on a dime and she would be a savior. And she would be elected the first black female president of the United States. Heaven help us. One last thing, President Biden has said that or they're saying that he's considering executive action. And that this executive action that they're planning has been in the in in the planning stages for months. Except for that was a Monday or Tuesday, President said he has no authority to act without Congress. That was a lie. It was a lie for them to say they've been working on this. They're scrambling now because immigration is killing the president. By the way, 17 illegals crossed the border in Texas where they've been having thousands, 70,000 in December. Double digits in January because Texas has taken over a big piece of uh, the border. Would the border bill have worked? Perhaps. I haven't read it. I'm not going to read it. Senate tubed it. Now, Democrats will say the Senate tubed it because the House won't even consider it, but I would point out that the House has passed plenty of bills that the Senate won't even look at. And Senate's got no business saying that. Remember the days when they would have bills and they would have debates on the bills? They don't do that anymore. They go back into their little rooms, craft a bill together, throw it out there on the floor, expect people to vote for it, often without reading it. Our system is broken. And it's broken because we're not following the Constitution. It's the Snake River Lib. Watch with interest what's going on. It could get fun.